Hi, welcome to Astro Babble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And we're going to talk about the lunar eclipse today. So a uh, lunar eclipse is when we have a full moon and we have the lunar nodes close enough to the luminary, the, the moon or the sun because they're opposite each other at the time. Within three degrees and 45 minutes, it will be a total lunar eclipse. And if it's within 12 degrees and 15 minutes, it will be a lunar eclipse of some type. And unlike a solar eclipse, where only a certain portion of the Earth will be able to see the actual eclipse, with lunar eclipses, if, if it's nighttime, you'll be able to see it. If you're daytime, you won't. Right. And um, a way to explain the nodes is if this were the Earth, it's a little darker than we like it. Um, <laughs> and this is this this circle right here would be the um, orbit of. Well, how the sun would look on <laughs> from the Earth, actually, the, you know, the sun, the, the Earth goes around the sun. But if this is how it looks and this is the elliptical, this is where all the planets reside in a space about like this around that elliptical of the planets that we're using in the constellation and, and, and for astrology. This would be and resemble the moon's orbit. So if, this, if the earth were here and this is the sun's orbit, the moon's orbit goes around on this silver one um, around here. And the nodes are where these two connect right here. So as they go through, where as as the luminary as the moon goes around, um, the the moon kind of wobbles every once in a while. So these will go back and forth, and that's what creates that's what creates a um, when you see it in retrograde. So it'll it can go like that, or it can go. Ah, <laughs> it's really tight. <laughs> It goes back and forth, but that's how, and that's why they're, they're different. And that's why those nodes change because this part is the North. And then this part would be the South node from here to there. So that's how, that's, that's how they go. They, they, it all runs on the elliptical. Yeah. And because the moon has like a 28 day cycle, it's making a connection to that node you know, the moon does come to the north or the south node every 14 days, but it has to be the moon's making that connection with the node, plus it's a full moon, so the sun is opposite, or it's a new moon when the sun is conjunct. So happens Fresh about every six months or so, yeah. And they usually happen, they go in that, they, they follow that same zero cycle, but they don't number them in zero cycles for the lunar ones. Um, yeah, I think Sarah cycles, as far as I'm aware, they're only for solar eclipses, which are really interesting because they belong to a family every 18 years and about 10 days, you get an eclipse from the same family, but it will move from, so if like this, we've got one coming up at 10, 10 degrees Taurus, this is in May, early May 2022 or late April 2022. But the previous one was at like zero degrees of Taurus. 
So it's moved that 10 degrees because it's 10 days. So um, 18 years ago and, you know, how many days? So solar eclipses tend to be more external, things outside events happening to you because eclipses tend to be a little bit shocking, uh, a little bit surprising. They can kind of shine a light on something, you know, that's been a little bit hidden or, you know, swept under the carpet. So solar eclipses tend to be external, whereas lunar eclipses tend to be more internal, tends to be a little bit more emotional too. And are we ready to talk about what will it do within the houses? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Okay. So for the if if it happens in your first house, um, you might want to be like ending something or, or or finishing up a project that you've been working on. That would be a thing that could could happen. Mm -hmm. And if you have a lunar eclipse happening in your second house, this is events quite possibly sudden maybe you've been kind of ignoring financial issues because this is a house to do with your personal finances your income and your resources so something regarding that uh, might come to light at this time um, and if it is in your third house it's going to have a lot to do with finishing up things in your community whether it's um you know uh school projects or you know um, if you wanted to do something in, you know, like the center of town and you are finishing up that group or whatever, that would be a, a manifestation of a eclipse happening in your third house. And if the lunar eclipse is happening in your fourth house, this is the house of your home, living situation, real estate and your family, particularly your parents. So this could have something to do with um, your emotional connection with your parents. Maybe something comes to light. Maybe you've been kind of ignoring something or other family members, or it could be related to your house, your home. Yeah, and if it's happening in your fifth house, it'll have to do with your children or um, your creative projects you're finishing up. So, uh, you know, I know for in up here, the, the kids are getting out of school. They might have been working on a play all winter and now they're finishing it up. And so that would be totally what I would expect to do with the fifth house. The sixth house, if the lunar eclipse is happening in your sixth house, this is traditionally a house of illness. It's also kind of like a little bit of an irritating house, you know, quite often you've got a malefic in the sixth house. It's kind of like just irritating things, you know, you catch every red light when you're going through, when you're particularly if you're trying to get somewhere in a hurry, it's just Ugh. it's just an irritating house it's kind of it's the joy of mars here so something coming to light in the sixth house it could have something to do with your health it could have something to do with pets because that's also indicated by the sixth house or it could be working conditions and it could also just be you know that that daily irritation that you get sometimes but it's likely to be something surprising unexpected shining a light on it and um yeah yeah or, or 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 possibly even you know all of a sudden deciding hey i'm gonna you know finally have that foot surgery i've been putting off 
Yeah, yeah, quite possible. Or you thought it was going to be, you know, you were like, I don't know about over there, but over here we have waiting lists for some hospital things. And it's kind of like you thought you're going to have to wait a year or two, but suddenly somebody's cancelled and you're, you know, able to get in quickly, you know. So that could certainly be something like that. Right. Or like you said, you've decided because it's emotional that, you know, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to get it done. Right. Or at least get the process started. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then if it happens in your seventh house, you might be making the decision to change up your relationship because the seventh house has everything to do with the uh, the one-on-one relationships you have with people. So it could be, um, you know, finishing up a relationship or changing it in some way. You might decide to change you know stop whatever you're doing now and then change into doing something different so i (laughs) would look for that if you're thinking about it this be this would be the time it would crop into your brain yeah yeah and if the lunar eclipse is happening in your eighth house this is other people's money it's debts loans financial agreements it's um resources that you share with others And it can also be death, though we're not saying that somebody's going to die. But eclipses are said to sometimes eclipse people in or out of your life or events or things in or out of your life. So that is a possibility. But, you know, um, normally that would not be necessarily what's going to happen. Um, Yeah, it could be that you've decided, you know, this financial agreement you've been wrangling with your ex needs to be sorted now maybe you've been resistant to it or they've been resistant to it and now you know maybe some sort of you just okay the time is now this is what needs to be done move on let's finish this yeah a lot and that could happen um if you're in the ninth house you could be wanting to finish up um, you know, uh, a degree. If mm-hmm. you are, you know, anything higher education. So if you've been, um, you know, working on a project that you need to get done so that you can continue or complete your higher education, this would be probably a time that you would choose to do that mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. all that that internal, you know, my own thoughts. So, yeah. And it's uh, also the house of foreigners and overseas travel. So matters related to that might uh, factor into that as well. Legal matters as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully one. And if this is happening over your 10th house, this is the house of your career, public reputation. Um, yeah, it's fame. It's also notoriety. So um yeah something could come to light at this time it could have something to do with work with uh, bosses and um or just regarding you you know if um if you've been trying to hide something unfortunately this might be a time when it comes to light um hopefully not but um yeah this is a very very visible house so yeah but it, it would tend to be shocking surprising something you didn't expect uh, okay, so for the 11th house, um, if you have it happening in your 11th house, you're going to be changing up things that you have with groups. So if you are, you know, if you have a group of, you know, that you have gotten together, you might 
either be deciding to end it or change it up. Mm -hmm. this, has, yeah. this has things to do with, um, you know, the people that are in your life that support you. Yeah. With the 11th house too, you got that hopes and dreams. So I think particularly since this is the lunar eclipse and it's likely to be quite emotional, maybe there might be a turning point. Maybe you decide, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Or, you know, maybe it's kind of a time when you're actually kind of reaching a goal. So that would be nice too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it's the 12th house, this is the house of our undoing. So yeah, this might include addictions, self-defeating habits, escapism. So um, it could be a case of this is a time when you're kind of exposed. Uh, it's also associated with places of confinement. So this could be prisons or hospitals, but it can also be places of retreat, um, spirituality, uh, monasteries, places like that are often associated with the 12th house as well. So something to do with one of those matters could be coming to light at this time or could be spotlighted. Um, but yeah, and as we said, it's quite emotional. So maybe it's kind of like, maybe it's kind of very internal and maybe it's like, you know what? I, I don't need that habit anymore. I don't, it's not working for me. And yeah, I'm going to do I'm something about it. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, with the uh, and with all with all the with all the eclipses, if you're a Cancer uh, rising, uh, these are really the eclipses tend to work on you a little bit more than the other person. Those are yeah. those who don't have Cancer for rising. No, so, um, because be if if, if Cancer is your um, ascendant, yeah. that means the Moon is the ruler of your chart. So yeah. Uh, also, there's a technique called annual perfections, and we're going to have to do a podcast about that. That would be um, fun. Yeah, I, I love annual perfections. And if you're in a, um, a year where the sun or the moon is the lord of the year, um, yeah, eclipses are going to be more significant that year. Yeah. And of course, you know, sometimes eclipses come along and they just don't seem to make anything, make any difference to your life. It's probably because it's not making a connection with your chart. Usually you would want um, an eclipse degree to be either conjunct, which means right on it, opposite or square it. And probably within about two degrees either side. So if the eclipse degree was, say, 10 Taurus, we would want it from, say, maybe 8 Taurus to... 8 to 12 Taurus or Scorpio, uh, Aquarius or Leo. Yeah. Otherwise, you just might not, you know, feel it. You know, sometimes eclipses come and go and, you know, it, it just doesn't impact you. Other times it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's hope it, the wow factor isn't so um, wowy. Um, I have the uh, solar ascendant or the solar eclipse on my ascendant. And this lunar eclipse is going to be on my husband's ascendant. So mm -hmm. we have a we have um, some work cut out for us. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, it it'll be interesting. That's it all part of being an astrologer, living through these events and then kind of thinking, oh, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, it it's very revealing, and it's very nice to know that. All right, I've been through this. I I, I kind of know what that is. And yeah. So it's, it's helpful to know for sure. Yeah. 
I think we were talking before about the the solar eclipses and how they have that 18-year cycle. But I do know that there's a thing, I think it's called a metonic cycle with the moon. And I think that's 19 years. So, yeah, we we love this book, don't we, Donna? Yes, this is yeah. <laughs> this is our uh, our eclipse, our, our, our eclipse our Bible. Bible. Yep, it's our eclipse Bible. <laughs> yes, um, Benedict Brady, and I, I'm sure I heard a whisper a couple of years ago on a podcast that she might be writing a book specifically about the. Um, lunar eclipses and that or a book that includes more information about that so yeah I'm really interested because I mean there's all this information about the the Sarah cycles and how we can relate different um solar eclipses together it'd be really interesting to be able to do the same thing with lunar eclipses if possible so we don't know at the moment but yeah we look forward to it and and I do wonder you know, and I mean, because every 18 years, you have the nodes come back to where they were. Right. You know, so every 18 years, you kind of have the kind of same houses of your chart highlighted. So whether that's the solar eclipse doing it and the lunar eclipse is just along for the ride, or, you know, whether the lunar eclipse is kind of, you know, doing a 19-year cycle and the solar eclipse doing an 18-year cycle, I don't know. I think the solar eclipses are a little bit more um, impactful mm. from what I've been more reading. external. Yeah. 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 They're, they're easier to kind of relate to and go that happened. Yes. Yeah. Other than I felt this way, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's definitely an interesting subject. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot on it. I mean, the nodes are, are used through, not only uh, Hellenistic and traditional um, astrology, but it's also in Indian astrology. It's mm-hmm. yeah. There's all different kinds of. I'm sh- probably Chinese astrology uses the nodes. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's been and, around I mean, for a long time. Yeah, it was the ancient Babylonians that, um, with the solar eclipses, put it together that they they're in these Saros cycles. So yeah. Just it blows my mind that these ancient people had such incredible detailed knowledge. Yeah, the first um, the first eclipse that was recorded was uh, March fifth, uh, one thousand two hundred and twenty-three. So that wow. is a long time ago. That's BC. <laughs> wow. wow. Wondering. That was BC that they were realizing that the eclipses have and are part of the same family as they go up you know a chart or up mm. you know through the their their cycles yeah that's and cool. and i just remembered a story i i read years ago um about the lunar eclipse and christopher columbus and because he and his um crew were on an island or were on somewhere and um the indigenous people had welcomed them and had fed them and you know helped them every way that they um could but christopher columbus and his crew were kind of you know like they say what is it visitors and um fish smell after three days yeah <laughs> um so yeah they kind of outstayed their welcome and the indigenous people were getting very impatient with them wanted them to leave uh christopher didn't want to do this and um but he had an almanac 
which, you know, had all this information and he knew for where he was, there was going to be a lunar eclipse. And as we are saying with a lunar eclipse, as long as it's dark at the time, everybody can see it. So like half the world can see, you know, a lunar eclipse, you know, as long as you're in the right hemisphere sort of thing. Um, and he knew that there was going to be a lunar eclipse, a total lunar eclipse. So the moon looks blood red at that time because the Earth's shadow falls on the moon. And he knew that that was going to happen that night or the next night or whatever. So he goes to uh, the person that's in charge of the Indigenous people and he says, our God is not happy, you know, that you're doing this to us and you're going to know about it. And, and then, you know, this lunar eclipse, it's blood red. And, yeah, and the Indigenous people are like, oh, you know, so we better help them. So, yeah, I just thought that, that that blew my mind, you know, having that knowledge kind of saved them because I kind of got the impression reading be, between the lines. They might have been, you know, it could have been very, very brutal. They could have been killed or, yeah. But I will find the link for that and put that in the description. But I just remember when I was looking into eclipses years ago, reading that and just thinking that's brilliant. And I'm sure there's plenty of other really, really cool stories. Yeah, just one example that astrology can help you out. <laughs> astrology saves. <laughs> right. Okay. So for these um for these eclipses, they really only will impact you. Um if they're um, if they're hitting your nodal if you're if they're hitting your natal chart within like two degrees, they have to be within two degrees on it or square it. So yeah, um, yeah, that's so. If you're looking at your chart and you're going, oh, you know, I have something at that degree, it has to be it has to be within two degrees. So when we say that this, um, you know, a lunar eclipse will happen at you know X, it's got to be within two degrees of that. So yeah. 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 And we had a look at some, um, it's really hard to find charts, you know, typing into Google, <laughs> famous <laughs> people, lunar eclipses, events, and, and it, you know, Google isn't, you know, it's not set up to help us that way. But we did have a look at some events at the US Sibley chart, which is the chart. And it is a little bit controversial because there are a few different, um, people have different opinions about the chart for the US, which is the chart for when the, the US was um, founded, I suppose, as a democracy, is it? Is, yeah, a, a country. Is that, is that what the founding fathers called it? Did they, independent uh, nation or? Yes, yeah, mm -hmm. an independent nation. Anyway, so we had a look at some lunar eclipses that happened just before some big events. We had the Alamo, which is a very famous event. Um, and Donna can tell us about that, but I'm, I'm Australian and even I've heard of it. I don't know what it is, but I've heard of it. <laughs> um, and we've got uh, Pearl Harbor, the bombing of Pearl Harbor, which brought the US into um, World War II. And we have 9-11, um, which of course, you know, everybody knows what that is. So yeah, um, so I might bring the charts up. That'd be great. Oh, and, and then me and Donna, because I'm sure the astrology is a bit kooky at the moment, we got a little bit distracted and had a look at the Aries ingress charts, but they were very, very telling, I thought. And um, yeah, and we've done a, a, 
a podcast about Aries ingress chart. So we will actually put that in the um, description. But this is the US Sibley chart, the chart for the USA. Yeah, I did a, um, um, I did a history on through the houses, what the uh, learning the houses yeah. through the Sibley chart. So this and is the same a, chart that we used. And I find it, it when we use it, I find that it's very telling um, when you match it against, you know, eclipse charts, Aries ingress charts, the whole thing. Yeah, so I'm pretty yeah. comfortable using this 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 Sibley chart. I am too. I I really like it, and I know a lot of astrologers are very um, happy with it too. But you know, there are people that say, "Oh, that's not the real chart." So yeah, I just wanted to kind of say, you know, I'm not saying this is definitively it, but we like it and we use it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, and as Donna said, we did that podcast on Saturn Through the Houses. That was really interesting, and I'll drop a link to that in the description as well. So that is the Sibley chart. You can see it's got an ascendant of 12 degrees Sagittarius, which will be very telling. And we're just going to have a look at what we call a bywheel. So we have the Sibley chart, which is the chart for the U.S. So it's like a natal chart for the U.S.A., and then on the outside, we will have the chart of an event or an eclipse. So we had Pearl Harbor in 1941, the bombing of Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, which led to the US entering the war. And that was the 7th of December, 1941. But the prior eclipse was the 5th of September, 1941. So I'm just going to bring that up. The lunar eclipse, which means it was a full moon. So the sun and the moon are opposite. And it's at 12 degrees of Pisces. Right. And this happened in the water. Pisces is a great example of exactly where it happened in the sixth house. When you're ever looking at a mundane chart that has everything to do with the Navy or the armed services. And Saturn is the, uh, the planet that rules ships. So. Yeah, for it to be really in the sixth house is very telling. Yeah, that uh, eclipse degree, 12 degrees of Pisces is also square the ascendant of this Sibley chart. And squares are tension, challenging, it's stress. And the ascendant represents the country. Yeah. So in general, so yeah, it's really interesting. We also had Jupiter in the eclipse chart, very close to Mars in the Sibley chart. Mars is aggression and the seventh house in a, a mundane chart, in a chart that, you know, it's not for a person, but for a country. The seventh house is... Uh, Open enemies. Yeah, yeah. Open other countries. Yeah. So, mm, interesting because it was aerial and uh, Jupiter is um, travel and... I imagine it was far away aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. From a foreign country. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just thought it was rather striking that, yeah, that, that eclipse was square to the degree that ascendant descendant axis. Right. And the ruler of the sixth house where that Saturn is, that looks like an H in that outer wheel. Um, mm -hmm. That ruler is in the 11th house on Saturn. Yes. Oh, that is interesting. So, yeah. Mm, mm. That definitely Very points a finger. Mm, mm. 
Yeah. And then we had the lunar eclipse prior to 9-11. So the 9-11 obviously was the um, 11th of September. Uh, The prior lunar eclipse was the 5th of July 2001 at 13 degrees Capricorn. And we have the lunar eclipse here. Here's the moon. Here's the sun opposite at... um, 13 degrees of cancer and inside here you can see 13 degrees cancer is actually the son of the Sibley chart. chart. Yeah. So that has a lot to do with the vitality. The sun has a lot to do with vitality, if not the ruler, but I mean, yeah. Um, but Uranus is right in the, in the third house is on the natal moon of yeah. the, of the Sibley chart, which is, you know, shocking. Mm, yeah. It's uh, interesting too, the natal Uranus in the seventh house had Saturn on it and Saturn is, you know, structures and that, but it's also the malefic, it's a greater malefic. Uh, you got two malefics there. Not good. Um, yeah. And with this uh, eclipse, it was happening over the second and eighth house axis of the Sibley chart. So the second is finances and that. Um, And then the eighth is amongst other things, death, or in the case of a mundane chart, national mourning and that as well. So, right. And that's where the South node is that um, it's in the same house. Co-president that moon is in the same house as the, the South node, which means taking away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, quite roaring. We've got uh, Pluto here at 13 degrees, very close to the ascendant of the Sibley chart at the same time as well. And and Mars, not far away, that aggression. Yeah, yeah, it's just amazing on, on how these, these charts just speak the history. Mm, yeah, and then we have the lunar eclipse prior to the Alamo. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the Alamo? Okay, the Alamo took place in Texas. It was a little fort that was held by Americans and uh, it was, they were outnumbered by uh, a lot of military from the um, Mexican government. And they were trying to take that land, I believe. And there's a saying, you know, remember the Alamo and it's, you know the the spirit of don't give up and you know keep fighting and even if it feels like you're outnumbered and right yeah and they were victorious at the end so it it was it became a very much a folktale in the United States yeah like I said I'm Australian and I've heard of the Alamo and heard people say remember the Alamo probably from, you know, movies and TV and that. And I, I didn't know the, you know, in-depth story, but it's yes. fame has spread that wide, which is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett, those were the heroes that came out of it. I'm sure there were many that I'm just not thinking of right now, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And the uh, moon is right on the descendant. It was, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of death. I mean, they're, they, they were really outnumbered. It was quite a bloody battle. You have Jupiter yeah. right there in the eighth house on the sun, on the yeah. natal sun. So yeah. that kind of gives you a little bit of picture of what was going on. Yeah. 
that lunar eclipse, the moon right on the descendant of the other, the other people, the other country, open enemies. So yeah, really interesting. And I really like that the um, ascendant of the eclipse chart is right on that Neptune in the tenth. So it's become part of your not mythology, but like you were saying, folklore, and it's part of your culture, and it's part of yeah, just part of the mythology of your country now I like it yeah yeah and you have um Uranus at the in the third house right on mm -hmm. the moon that Uranus in the um on the moon makes me wonder if they were kind of ambushed a little bit maybe like they weren't expecting it at that time maybe I don't know yeah but yeah yeah mm. and um we have the Aries ingress charts here too so for the Alamo, which we were just talking about, um, do you want to explain what the Aries ingress chart the is? The Aries ingress chart is when the sun moves into the sign of Aries, and that occurs every spring or March, usually around March 20th. It's the first day of spring. It's the equinox. It's the spring equinox here. Is it, do they call it the fall equinox down below the equator? Uh, we call it autumn down here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the autumn. <laughs> autumn equinox but it happens in march and um when that sun goes into uh the aries we call it the aries ingress and when you when, when you apply that to the the place of every country you can get an idea of what every country is going to face for that year which is yeah. really really cool and these are so telling we did an episode on the aries yeah. ingress for a couple of countries on what we're expecting in the year 2022. And it, it, they're very interesting. We looked at ones from previous years and it's- you Yeah, can really I'm really it. starting to like the Aries ingress chart, yeah. Yeah, for mundane astrology. And that is what the uh, entire country will, will be developing or will be experiencing. It was one of the first types of astrology when the king said, you know, when do we plant? The astrologer would say March 20th <laughs> or, or something when, like that. When do we attack this other? Or should, yeah, yeah or should yeah. we attack that tribe? Or, you know, is the king going to die? Is the queen going to die? You know, the, mm. those are major things that would affect an entire civilization. And so an astrologer would look at the charts for over 3,000 years we've been doing this. And determining the outcome of, of the country, what would happen. And it they predict floods, they predict crop decline, earthquakes. Yeah, it's just a multitude of things that you can look at in an Aries ingress chart. Yeah, they're fascinating. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> so this is the Aries ingress chart for 1836. So that would be um, for the Alamo. Right. Yes, this one's for the Alamo. The Alamo was in early March, around about the 6th, I think. Oh, um, so it's actually the prior uh, Aries ingress. So it takes all the way around. But yeah, so this okay. is 1835. I'll, I'll put my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1835. All right, yeah. So yeah, this would be before because the um, Alamo happened March 5th. So this has this is before the March twentieth. So this is going to be the end of um, yeah, the very end the of previous year of when that yeah. happened. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, that Mars in the seventh house of... Open enemies. Open enemies, yeah, very telling. And Saturn up in the tenth. Mind yeah. you, Saturn is in Libra, so it's exalted, so that's nice. They did, you know, stand their ground. Yep, they did. Yeah. But still, you know, the moon is in the 12th house. It's they did they did have fatalities. I mean, yeah. It was I'm trying to think that was at um 12 degrees. What was the degree for the Alamo? Uh, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Let me have a look. It was at 12 Gemini. Okay. So 12 Gemini, so you've got the Gemini Sagittarius axis highlighted 12 degrees so that's right conjunct that north node in the sixth house of trouble yeah it's um the 12th house is sometimes associated with death and the sixth house is service yeah oh, actually that's interesting because you were talking about military and that being the sixth house and I mean these were kind of like wasn't it kind of like a fort so soldiers would have been out there, I imagine. I don't know. I I think so. I think so. You know, so. Or, yeah, well, the sixth house is also jobs that you do that you don't get high acclaim for as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. would put service, Public medical, doc medical yeah. doctors, nurses, mm -hmm. anybody in the medical. They usually come from the sixth house as well. Yeah. Also, the house of illness, I don't know if that applies here at all, but just interesting that, yeah, they were probably, they were defending, you know, this this fort. And, uh, yeah, that's very reminiscent, I suppose, of um, soldiers, military, that sort of thing. And, again, the ruler of the sixth house is, is uh, Mercury and Pisces, which doesn't, it's, it's not, it doesn't <laughs> like it there, and it's retrograde. So that yeah. for sure is telling you you know it's not totally positive no no it's like you said it's mercury and pisces is not only in detriment it's in fall it's <laughs> yeah and then it's retrograde so it's being trined by mars so <laughs> yeah 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 definitely not happy mm. mars being a, a malefic planet that creates or causes well, it doesn't cause, but it, it creates the energy for uh, what separation and burning and, you know, that type of energy. War, violence. War. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I was just thinking because the, um, the eclipse degree was 12 Gemini. So that means that that uh, Mercury, its ruler, is actually square it. So, yeah. What is Mercury rule? The ninth house of foreign countries and the sixth house of yeah yeah and that south node in the 12th house just because i know that in the sibley chart that uh 12 degrees of um sagittarius is the ascendant of the united states so that south that oh, south yeah. node is right on the ascendant of the united states of the, of the sibley chart interesting must mm -hmm. have been rather demoralizing to lose all those men yeah interesting and then we have 1941 uh aries ingress chart this was um march 1941 
the Pearl Harbor was 7th of December 1941. So it fell within this Aries ingress chart. Right. So this being an Aries ingress chart, what is the world up to? You look at the ascendant always, and then you look, and that is Libra, and that is ruled by Venus, and she is in the sixth house, which is not a good house. It's Mars is joy, right? Yeah. And Venus does not, is, is, is opposite to Mars. Yeah, yeah. Interesting that Venus is exalted in Pisces. And yeah, the eclipses, so the eclipse just prior was 5th of September, which was 12 Pisces. So it, the eclipse was falling over the 6th and 12th house at this time. And we were talking about the 6th house can be related to your military, your armed forces, and it was a naval base, I believe, Pearl yeah. Harbor. Yeah, and Pisces, again, water is signified. Mm -hmm. we've got Jupiter in the eighth that's the ruler of this uh, sixth house Jupiter in the eighth of uh, death mm -hmm. yeah yeah there was a lot of death there um yeah the the sixth house and the and the eighth house have swapped rulers mm, yeah they have Jupiter's in the eighth house and Venus is in the, the mutual reception that's interesting <laughs> But they're, yeah, they're a little bit wide for a sextile, but still. But it, it's interesting because, I mean, Pearl Harbor is what brought the U.S. into the war, World War Two. Yeah, you guys kind of more or less helped, well, had a huge hand in um, ending that war because, you know, your military guys, your armed forces. Uh, just looking at that Venus there being exalted. This Venus rule, the first house and the eighth. Yeah. But uh, interesting too, I think when we look at these charts too, you mentioned you've got that Pisces, that water. It was, you know, Pearl Harbor. It was a, a harbor, so water, naval ships, military. So it, it all fits uh, quite well. I, I don't think I would have looked at this chart you know, if I was an astrologer back then, I said, oh, this is going to happen. But <laughs> interesting that the 6th, 12th house was um, activated. Yeah. Yeah. In that um, eclipse before? The eclipse before was um, 12 degrees of Pisces, which um, hmm. is an interesting degree <laughs> it is, for that yeah. chart. Because there's a lot of 12s and 13s popping up on there. There are a lot of 12s and 13s in um, the US chart. Yeah. And this is the Aries ingress for 2001. Okay, so the Aries ingress, so this is about the country. You look at the first house, which is Taurus. And find the ruler of that is sitting in the 12th house in retrograde. Yeah. And it, it's trying that Pluto, that Pluto, death, destruction, and the eighth house of death, um, trying, making it easy for that uh, Pluto to kind of, yeah. To lend its I abilities. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Venus is debilitated and retrograde. That's a good point. And I mean, you know, over 3,000 people died in the towers and 
Yeah. Mm. Saturn very close to the ascendant here. Yeah. Which you don't want any, you really don't want the, um, or those malefics aspecting yeah. any, anything that's important, which in the ascendant is probably one of the important features of a natal chart. Yeah. And I mean, we've got the other malefic Mars here. It's conjunct Pluto. So it's not just Pluto uh, trying this uh, debilitated Venus. It's Mars. The Mars. Um, Pluto, yeah. It's it's an intense. Pluto is intense. Mars is war. So it was an intense event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you've got um, Uranus up here in the 10th house. The prize. Yeah. Uh, the the eclipse prior to that was at 13 degrees of Capricorn. So that was across the third and the ninth house axis. So ninth house, foreign countries, foreign powers, other beliefs, other cultures. Mm. And cancer is all about our security, so or, or what, what makes us feel secure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on that axis is... Yeah, definitely, definitely shook our, our sense of security. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've heard it said that, you know, America lost its innocence that day. Interesting that the um, the ruler of that eclipse degree, 13 degrees Capricorn, Saturn, is right here on the um, ascendant, really close. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty strong um, Saturn. It's in its own bounds. Oh, I didn't notice that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah it was very yeah. interesting looking at these these uh eclipse charts and you know when you put them together with the aries charts and the sibley charts and you yeah. add them in with 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 the natal charts of the beginnings of other things and they they're very telling they're very telling yeah 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 very very interesting and you know for individuals we look at your natal chart instead of using the Sibley we'd be using your chart looking at where the uh, eclipses are impacting over what houses and uh, looking you know if any of those eclipses are making any connections to your natal degrees yeah it's very interesting to watch it happen (laughs) and it's 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 very I, I mean I've lived through them before um it's but it's very interesting to watch them coming at you it's like a speeding train coming at you there's there's no getting off the track (laughs) well yeah not that i want to i don't (laughs) want to get off the track um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's 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 kind of fun you know like is the hit going to be okay or not okay yeah yeah quite well i mean yeah this life is like that yeah 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 Mm. so (laughs) So um, if anybody needs to find out where their eclipses are going to be happening this year or just want to find out what their natal chart is saying, um, you can get a hold of me at DonnaBAstrology.com or if you want to just write me, um, you can you can always DM me on Facebook. I, I am there on Facebook. Um, but if you want to, if you, for email is Consulting at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to help you with your chart, a reading. I do um, uh, natal chart readings, um, electional astrology, uh, um, 
horary astrology. And as well, I work with crystals. Uh, go onto my website to find out how those will help you. Um, and Linda, where can people get a hold of you and what are you doing? I'm at Scullywag Astrology. That's astrology.scullywag.com. I'm on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram. And uh, I'm doing readings, just natal astrology, look ahead, see what's happening for you or have an in-depth look at your chart. I also do relationship astrology. So if you want to know how your relationships you know, going, what's likely to happen. And um, yeah, I think that's it. And you're, you're, you're great on websites. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, yes, I do websites <laughs> as well. Website and social media. and Yeah. Yes, you are awesome on that. And you're doing a, a great job at that. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And uh, yes, you found this so, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't let it intimidate you. I mean, what can you do? It's an eclipse. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. Uh, that sounds a bit brutal, doesn't it? <laughs> But, but I mean, like, I've got a whole heap of eclipses coming up and I'm kind of looking forward to it. So, um, you, you know, I, I just sometimes you need an eclipse, a change, a shove to kind of do something and move somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Life means change. Mm -hmm. It does, indeed. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Please like, share, rate, um, yeah, follow. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.